Man, so uh, when you suggested this song, though, I not gonna lie, I've I've recently recently listened to it. How recently? Um, maybe like three four months ago. Okay, follow up question: Why? Um, okay, I went to a what's it called? It so there's these rockaroki nights in Raleigh, and they've been called get sad y'all okay they're like they're like emo nights kind of thing but mixed with rockabilly no it's rockarokis they have a live band and everybody sings karaoke along to this live band but why is it get sad y'all well because it's <laughs> just because it's raleigh it's just everything it's is raleigh is, is yeah it's the south raleigh. everything is everything is y'all it's the south everything's y'all and emo's about getting sad, apparently, not having weirdly weird lyrics about hitting on chicks or like uh, being a general creeper. So, Darren, what the fuck are we talking about I, today? I have no idea. I have no idea what we're talking about right now. Um, this has already gone way off the rails. Um, we're talking about uh, a band from the, I want to say, mid-2000s called Cute Is What We Aim For. Yeah, that is that is it. And, Cute uh, Is What We Aim For. They're, uh, I want to I clarify that I think that this is a terrible, terrible band. I hate everything about this band with a fiery passion. I wish they didn't ever exist. I feel bad for everybody that has ever had to listen to them. Dude, and here's the the best part about that is that you're the one who introduced me to this band when I was like, I think I think I was like maybe a junior or senior in high school, and I think you made everybody in our and I'm I'm made is I'm going to emphasize made everybody in our friend group listen to cute is what we I did I did but and I want to say that you're 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 leaving out a a fairly significant part of this story which is that I was making you listen to it because I thought it was so bad that I had to share it with everybody (laughs) it's like guys look at this thing that I found it is absolutely (laughs) terrible I found the worst shit ever guys check this out (laughs) and and I got like and it's it's a thing that happens with me I get obsessed with things that I hate for some reason and Uh, yeah have to figure out what it is I hate about them, have to figure out what it you know, why this thing exists, why I'm having such a strong visceral reaction to it. So I became obsessed not just with Cute is What We Aim For, but with the singer whose name is Shant something, Has- Hasiakin, I think, something like that. Yeah, I think it's like Shant Hasiakin or something like that. Shant Hasikian, Hasi- I think, something like that. Uh, and he's this like, he's this very strange... Um, guy that fancies himself very smart and poetic and authentic in a way that is i think so obnoxious and calculated yeah yeah he well i remember we at the time live journal was still a thing yes um so this had to be like the early 2000s yeah and i found his live journal and and he (laughs) his personal live journal not like the band's you know live journal or anything like that and it was just these like weird he wrote these like really dumb sad poems and then all these like 14 year old girls be like oh my god shant you're just so poetic you're just so smart (laughs) and there was it was always like the most garbage shit of all time it was really the worst 
like the worst thing I've ever read. And it was so I just felt so embarrassed for everybody because I was like, everybody is going to look back at this and just cringe and, you know, want to kill themselves. And well, the weird part about, yeah, I mean, it's totally fine. I think it's totally acceptable to like look back at shit you're into when you're a teenager and be like, oh, it should be somewhat cringeworthy or cringe inducing some of the stuff you did or were into. That's totally fine. But that's not the case for Cute is What We Aim For because so this album came out. And I think I want to say that they were like 16 or 17 when this album uh, came out. So they were like still in high school. Okay. And they just re-released like a couple of like remastered tracks from this album. And I was like, how are you not embarrassed about this shit? Well, because I think at this point it's their meal ticket, right? Yeah, no, I mean that's I yeah, that's the thing is I, I, I agree with you that I think they're able to they're trying to capitalize on the fact that pop punk is like kinda coming back or at least there's a wider audience of people that are listening to it again. Yeah. And yeah, we're gonna try to capitalize on our earlier success. Yeah, they don't want all the promoters and DJs to make all the money off of the emo nostalgia thing, right? They want mm. to get in on that for themselves. Sure. They were there, man. They helped create some of the worst music of all time. They should get a cut of it. <laughs> I mean, make some more, make some new terrible music. Come on. Yeah, different I mean, terrible many, music. I mean, well, the craziest bands... thing is, uh, you know, I was reading, I still read about Shant. You know, I like to keep up with, with my enemies. And uh, I was, <laughs> keep I was, up with your enemies. I was reading about We're certainly going to make an enemy after this, ep- after well, this episode. I, I, it's, it's already been made in my mind. But so he <laughs> is a guy that, like, actually very recently sort of went through, He like, he had an alcohol addiction and he went through the process and he's sober and he's, like, trying to tour. So, like, that's his new thing is, like, I'm trying to see if I can sort of maintain being in a band while also maintaining my sobriety. And I think that that's, you know, that's a very, like, worthy goal. But also, Mm -hmm. wouldn't that be a cool thing to write an album about? Or, like, you know, express something about rather than just, like, the worst shit that you've already written 15 years ago? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing is. So if he's got this cool new, you know, life experience that I think people can absolutely identify with struggling with addiction or at least just struggling through dark times in their lives right like why don't you just write a new album about that but no apparently not trying to recapture recapture some of the magic and magic is i'm going to use loosely (laughs) to describe (laughs) what that is there is nothing magic about this band yeah there's absolutely not but uh so I don't even think we've mentioned the song that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so the name of the song is The Curse of the Curves, and it was their big hit, as I recall. Yeah, their, it was their big their, hit. Their only hit. And it was the first song that I heard of theirs, and I remember yeah. being like, what is this? This is insane. And I watched the music video, I think on YouTube or whatever was pre-YouTube at the time, maybe. No, I think it's, I think YouTube was, YouTube was out around. at this point. Yeah, somehow I, I do remember... We all watched the music video for this somehow. Yeah, and oh, I remember man. being I remember being at your and Jeff's house, as I recall, and and making you guys listen to this, and, and just being like, <laughs> "See, it's the worst." I told you, you thought you would never be able to listen to music this bad, but now here you are listening to music <laughs> this bad. And, yeah, <laughs> and then the next thing that would happen is that we, you and I, Gabe, would often go out to bars. And a lot of bars have those, those you know, machine uh, jukeboxes. Yeah, the internet-connected jukeboxes. Yeah, they can play kind of any any song. 
and <laughs> oh my you god would, i forgot about you this would go in there and just pour you know tens of dollars into these machines just so that you could play cute is what we aim for over and over and over again <laughs> yeah that is whenever this is something that i did hey and i just want people to know that's something i still do yeah it's a good move it's a it's a, it's a power move well, I'm a big fan of so uh, so this this one of my favorite things to do with those internet connected jukeboxes is I will go in and I won't play cues what we aim for so much anymore, but I will see how many times I can get away with playing third eye blinds uh, jumper. Jumper was the <laughs> other one that you did this with. Yes, I do recall that. Did you hear that the singer from Third Eye Blind is a dick, according to Jimmy Eat World? <laughs> <laughs> he's a dick did you hear about it surprise no i didn't hear about this so, this is like weird online shit yes yeah, like... so, yeah this is recently too so the um you know like jimmy world and third eye blind did like a big tour i guess recently i just remember so while you're looking that up one of the things i remember is that the guitarist for third eye blind was named i think like in the early 90s like best new metal guitarist in the united states for like whatever year that was and then i listened to like third eye blind i was like huh that's interesting but he does have a a side project i don't remember the name of i'm sure you could find it there's a side project for the guitarist for third eye blind and it's 100 percent just like thrash metal and it's actually really really good and very impressive and then you go back to Third Eye Blind, and I'm like, uh, hey, man, you know, whatever pays the bills. Yep. That's, I totally get that. So so after the Third Eye Blind Jimmy Eat World tour that they did, summer tour they did together, okay. Zach Lind, who is the drummer of Jimmy Eat World, tweets out, uh, Stephen Jenkins is a fucking creepy douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, parentheses, like... I feel so much better now. <laughs> oh, wow. And and then he uh, he follows it up a few times, and one thing that he says is, I genuinely feel bad for anyone stepping in to defend this dude when they have no idea what they're defending. My assessment of the man here is extravagantly generous. Wow. So he's saying that fucking creepy douchebag is a generous assessment of Stephen Jenkins. Wow. And then he says... And for those of you saying I should have said my piece in person, A, you don't know I didn't, and B, you're coming to the defense of someone who literally redrafted his band's recording contract for his own benefit on the eve of the signing and didn't tell his bandmates until years later. Wow. So Zach Lynn thrown out the dirt on, uh, on, on Third Eye Blind. Man, that is the kind of weird Twitter shit that I can get into. Yeah. Yeah, but that makes sense. I mean, Third Eye Blind, straight. The kind of people who are like super into Third Eye Blind are kind of dicks. So I wouldn't be surprised that then, by extension, the the singer of the band. Well, because I mean, like a ton of his songs are about. I th- I want to say they're like about addiction and and alcohol and drugs and different things, but like in not a very like redeeming way. Right, in almost like a glorification of it. Or yeah, like at least a way that you don't you're not self aware enough to kind of understand the dual nature of the um, of alcohol and, and addiction and things like that. Yeah, like you don't understand what's complex and interesting about it. Yeah. yeah anyway, I don't know how it's... we got off on third eye. Oh, because that's the other song <laughs> that you annoy people with at bars. Yeah, that's the other thing I would annoy people with at bars. But so, all right, so curse of curves. Let's let's. Uh, 
let's dive into this. Sh- so one thing I would do want to mention that Curse of Curves did not make the punk news or that that <laughs> album did not make the top 100 albums of 2000 to 2009. No, it did so not. We it are not alone in thinking that this is not a good album. I've got the gift of one-liners, and you've got the curse of curves. And that's really, that says it all right there. This song doesn't get any more interesting than that. <laughs> I've got the gift of one-liners. I'm great with words, is what this yes. is. He, he announces it as the first <laughs> thing that he says is, I'm awesome. <laughs> and you've got the curse uh. of curves, which is, you know, I'm you know, it's me, good, funny, interesting, clever man. You, hot girl, no intelligence. You are an object. Like, that's literally the first two lines. Yeah. So, all right, so we've established he's super into some some curvilicious woman. It's, he's into Fergie, as far as I'm concerned. Is she curvilicious? Or is she fergalicious? <laughs> that's right, fergalicious <laughs> is the track. <laughs> <laughs> that was another song that well i never put on the uh, on the jukebox i was working at best buy when that song came out and i would just put it on repeat at the end of my shift <laughs> to see how many times i could get away with playing fergalicious before like my manager would be like why is fergalicious playing for like the fifth time in a row and i'd be like jokes on you this is the 10th time yeah <laughs> five <laughs> 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 All right, <laughs> let's, let's keep going. This so, shit sucks. Yeah, it's awful. Are you, Gabe? Let me ask you a question though. Are you perspiring from the irony? Uh, so th- I I I think that this song <laughs> is actually might be the theme song for the ironic left Twitter. Um, <laughs> Are you perspiring from the irony? Or yeah, it's sweating like- to these lyrics. Yeah, sweating in these lyrics. I mean, so perspiring from the irony is, you know, you're, you're putting out these hot takes that are borderline, you know, a little racist, maybe a little sexist. It's like, are you able to get, am I going to be able to get away with this? Mm. Um, is that, okay, I see what you're saying. So <laughs> you think that this is, this is a characterization of a person who is being ironically racist and, yeah, you know, wondering if they're about to get canceled. Yeah, are they about to get canceled? Or are you sweating to these lyrics? No, but I think that the irony here that, that this woman is perspiring from is, isn't it crazy that I am so smart and yet I've fallen for you and you're dumb as fuck, right? Like, that's essentially oh. what he's saying. I've got the gift of one-liners and you've got the curse of curse. Isn't that ironic? Wow, right. this guy's a douchebag. Yeah, All no, right. he's, he's a total douchebag. So into the lyrics, this just in, you're a dead fit, but my wit won't allow it. I right, think that so, actually solidifies your your point right, right there. He's saying essentially like I'm too smart for you. And then he says yeah. I want someone provocative and talkative. Which is a really well, weird thing to say. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and the rest of that, the rest of this verse is just even the inside lingo had me at hello and we go where the money goes. Yeah. And it's like what the I don't know I understand what he's trying to say there. Like so, he's so he's shallow, maybe, or he's like looking for money. He's trying to get with somebody who has money, and this girl. So she, apparently, this this woman is very attractive, and she has money, and that's what he's going for. We go where the money goes. Well, and the it, the had me at hello. Isn't that like a Jerry Maguire thing where that yeah. was like real big in like the late nineties? Like, oh, you had yeah. me at hello, but it's like the inside lingo had me at hello. Which what that, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. I, it's like okay 
and then we go where the money goes because that's show me the money. We're back to Jerry Maguire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will give him this. It, uh, like, um, actually, no. Um, now that I'm thinking about it some more, there's nothing I can give him. Continue. <laughs> okay. So I want someone provocative and talkative, but it's so hard when you're shallow as a shower. And I think that this is a double meaning because he's saying, on one hand, it's really hard to be to try to find someone who is who would actually be on my level of intelligence because you're such an idiot. But at the same time, it's so hard when you're shallow as a shot. Like, like my dick is so hard, right? That's the other thing that he's saying here. Yeah. I I want someone who's intelligent like me, but that's not what, what the man downstairs is, is interested in. (laughs) I mean, that would, that would make sense. He's about, he's, uh, he's, he's 16. He's dumb. Yeah. He's it the the whole tension of this song is do I care do I try to like get into a relationship with someone that might be someone that I find interesting or should I go with the most boring hot girl I can find I say most boring hot girl you can find that's the <laughs> that, that's I think that is that's the, what's that going to happen that's what that's <laughs> that what Shant that that's what the, Shant wants yep what Shant is, wants Shant gets and what Shant what Shant <laughs> wants yeah, his name is Shant, by the way. I know we yeah. already talked about that, but Shant, S H A A N T. Yeah, double like, A. God damn it! Who fucking named like, like what is that? That better be <laughs> some sort of like family name with some sort of some sort of significance, because that otherwise that is some like Hollywood celebrity bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's funny that his name is Shant. <laughs> Shant. I shan't be. <laughs> oh my god! All right, continue. So, 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 you're so, so hot. I mean, shallow as a shower. Okay. Yeah, and then and from this what next I've, line makes no fucking sense. From what I've heard, with skin you'll win. From what I've heard, with is it like just nice skin you'll win, or just, yeah, just skin. the fact that you've yeah, not yeah. like you've not been flayed alive? <laughs> yeah, this like, is good the, enough. The humans will eventually conquer the skeleton army. <laughs> so he was like super. He was super into Game of Thrones, like yeah, when there were still was, novels. Yeah, exactly. He was reading those uh, Song of Ice and Fire books, and it's like, oh man, we're gonna. Yeah, these fucking White Walkers are dead. Yeah, that's. I assume he's a huge George R. R. Martin fan. That's the only. That's the only way I can explain that line because that line yeah. is hot shit. Skin you'll win, or it's a it's a reference to his foreskin. Right, so if Ooh. we maybe if he's, we think he's, about he's, it's so hard. He's is, got an he's, uncut small yes. dick. Is what you're he's trying saying? To say. Yeah, he's saying like, look, I'm the ladies love that. <laughs> it's the that's the part of the new trends, right? We're we're not we're not circumcising anymore. Yeah, that's true. And so Shant's got a, a solid uncut five inches that he's willing to bring <laughs> into the into the game. <laughs> so her bone structure screens touch her, touch her. This and is some, this is this, <laughs> this is, is like phrenology shit. Well, and not only that, this is like some next level. She was asking for it kind of stuff, Ooh. right? Like normally, the she was asking for it guy justifies it by the way that the woman is dressed, yeah. right? That's the normal shitty thing that guys do. But here, it's not even the way she's dressed. It's literally the structure of her face. Like there's just I'm... no way for her to get around it. She's just already a socially determined object with no thoughts and feelings of her own. Her well, very I mean, existence is asking for it. 
Yeah, I would I would agree with that, but I, I definitely think you can go deeper here, and this is a pro-phrenology. <laughs> Chant is a phrenologist. He's been working on his degree for some amount of time, and that this is a woman of low moral character based on her cranial ridges. Right. Her bone st- structure screams touch her, touch her, but her, the ridges in her forehead scream shallow as a shower, I think, is the <laughs> implication. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I, I think it's more that uh, propensity for deviant behavior. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. She's a member of the dangerous classes that need to be kept in line. <laughs> oh god, and but she's also got the curse of curves, which I don't. So bone structure screams toucher toucher, and she's got the curse of curves. Like yep. Both of those things. It's, it's a one-two combo. Speaking of one-two, one-two combo, here's another one-two combo. The combination of his gift with one-liners and his way, his way with words. That one-two combo, his one-liners and his way with words, which is the just the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> That's the exact same thing. So, what a combo. Uh, one thing. He just couldn't figure out a way to write in other words. To um, so I think that actually would have been a much better way to structure that line of like my combination of my gift of one-liners and other words, my way with words. Yeah, like, that but then, what, would but then have what's the combination? Made that better. But there's still no combination. It's no, still no, 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 just no. with with my with my gift with one-liners and in other words, my way with words or something like is that. It, is it his? Is it his gift of one-liners and his way with words combined with her? Uh, phrenologically determined oh, deviant so with behavior. our combination of my one-liners and your curse of curves in other words yeah so but here's what is here's what the combination does it makes it so that it seems to him that he's too hip to keep tight-lipped so are you following this because i'm not his combination of gift with one-liners and his way with words makes it so that he's too hip to keep tight-lipped yeah um I just, I don't, I ain't got nothing to say about that. <laughs> this is just, this is, this is, ugh. It's, well, it's a, it's a sort of, I, I would argue, a sort of Baudrillardian, you know, map precedes the territory. Because the gift of one-liners is the thing that's keeping him from being tight-lipped. But how do you know mm-hmm. you have the gift of one-liners unless and until you're not being tight-lipped? So... There's a sense of like a like an inverted causal relationship. The the, the effect precedes the cause. <laughs> Shant is getting into some like you know crazy post structural you know simulacrum theory shit here. I think so. May, so maybe Shant is way smarter than we're giving him credit for. He's burying these like weird Baudrillardian themes into his songs. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm gonna go. Hey, chair. You know that's the charitable reading. I'm gonna go yep. with it. That is the best interpretation. Always go with the charitable reading. Yes. And okay. and she's on the gossip team. <laughs> she's on the gossip team. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. And oh she's making God. something out of nothing. She's just, you know, she's making something out of nothing. Mountains out of molehills. Yeah. Mountains out of Jealousy, molehills. Gabe. You know what jealousy's the cousin of? The cousin of greed. Cousin of greed. You so know, this is one Nas of those, says uh, sleep is the cousin of death, and Shant is here to say that jealousy is the cousin of greed. So one of the, so like you know Nas means like sleep is a cousin of death like that's a that's a great wordplay on jealousy is the cousin of greed, mm-hmm. but like I, there's this there's this thing that would happen a lot in not particularly strong writers is they would just throw in these idioms and 
for whatever reason, people were like, oh, that is like, yeah, like, that is something that I've heard before. And that is that seems deep and profound. And then you contextualize the idiom and the rest of the lyrics. And you're like, this is dumb. This is. Yeah, like, this is idiotic. But it is something that like that idiom is something that people can latch on to and be like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Oh, interesting. He's putting in cultural references into his lyrics. And so therefore he's deep and has some sort of meaning to what he writes. Not that he's just some sort of selfish, like asshole who (laughs) (laughs) like he's just super douchey and is objectifying women. But sure, you know, whatever, go off King. Right. So, yeah. And he does this a lot with other things too. Right. I mean, that's the, like the had me at hello and like, Mm -hmm. you know, all these different things that he says are just this sort of, amalgamation of sort of nonsensical things that sound deep yep but they're not they're no ladies and gentlemen they are absolutely not deep so then we get so then he he basically the song just kind of repeats this right it's it's sort of verse chorus first but then we get to the bridge and the bridge is really fucking weird yeah the lyric oh my god the bridge makes no fucking sense i mean i will i will give him this i will give shant this or maybe who knows? Maybe it wasn't Shant. Maybe Shant has no gift as far as it is, as it goes to producing melody. But this is a catchy ass song. Like, melody, <laughs> this is a very catchy song. Gets it stuck in your head immediately. Is, and I think that might be part of the reason why you hate it so much. Is yes. it's like this song is terrible, but God damn it, it's stuck in my head. That's also part of the reason that I wanted to you know foist it on all of my friends because I knew that they it would get stuck in their heads. It's not just like an annoying song that you can forget. It's like it's annoying and then you have to constantly be remembering it because it's gonna get stuck in your head a few more times. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the I I never realized how really absolutely terrible this song was until I think I did the Rockaroki and I was like reading the lyrics line by line. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is what? This is like okay, this is terrible. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But man, so, did everybody? Yeah, so I, the other thing is, I you and I and all of our friends are like ironically into this song, and then mm-hmm. I've met a ton of people who fucking love this song. It is, and and it is shocking. Because of the bridge, <laughs> like, <laughs> like once you like once you get to the bridge, it just I don't know how you still like this song after you listen to the bridge. So we all have teeth that can bite underneath to where the reality grows, and I would argue that this is also very Baudrillardian, right? That the reality is a thing that grows, and that we have to get to <laughs> underneath the simulacrum of the. You know, the mess of late capitalism that is that is underneath it. <laughs> the teeth are trying to bite at the base, but there's so much superstructure that they can't get to it. <laughs> that is, man, who knew Shan had an anti-capitalist message, mm-hmm. you know? That would explain why all these all the all these late twenty, early thirty somethings are are socialists all of a sudden. They've been indoctrinated yeah. by Shant. Yeah, Shant is is, you know, letting them bite to where the reality grows. Fuck yeah. All right, Shant, comrade. And then I love the fact that the end of this verse, like, he goes back to the from what I've heard with Skin You'll Win, but they, they do it in a way where it's like they get all sad and, like, you know, like, the music gets very quiet yeah. and he just, from like, starts what saying, I've heard with, <laughs> with Skin, skin You'll win. win. And it's just like, win. yeah, it's so, it's so, so grating. <laughs> and it's, but it's hilarious because he's like, he's, 
he's acting like this thing that he's saying is really meaningful, and it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like it's like you you then so we bring we bring it way down, bring it way down. Yep, and then boom, we hit with I want someone provocative and talkative again. Yeah, just just right back to the chorus in the loudest way. Like, listen. I want someone provocative and talkative, but it's so hard when you're shallow as a shower. It's and, something. And from what I've heard, with skin, you'll win. And then there's like the weird call and response where the you know they're saying the bone structure oh, yeah. screams toucher toucher, and then they they go back to the chorus. So it's like this. It's almost they're doing it like round robin style. Yeah, yeah. It's like her bone structure screams. I want someone. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This. Yep. I mean, I. Kudos to like this the production of this song and the composition of this song. Like it's interesting enough, but then like the lyrics of this song are just that is just terrible. Oh yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad. But yeah. it's bad in a way that I find so funny. Because it's like this guy thinks he's just he thinks he's got it, you know? He thinks he just ha- like, oh, I hit this one out of the ballpark. When they hear with skin you'll win, when they hear me say it all sad. They're gonna get all the feelings. I just, but, but like from what I've heard with skin, you'll win. Like, is that a thing people say? Like, <laughs> where did you hear that? that? <laughs> like, where did you hear? From what I've heard with skin, you'll win. It's like, well, no shit, you'll win because otherwise you'll be getting all kinds of fucking like infections and shit if you don't have skin. Like, yes, they, yeah. that is the point of your goddamn epidermis is to keep <laughs> shit on the outside so you can win. Yeah, so live. you can keep on winning. <laughs> <laughs> like, then, like is that what you mean are you talking are you telling me that this is like from what you heard with skinny this is what like, you were sitting in in sophomore biology and they were describing what the point of the skin was and you're like well shit yeah you know you do need skin if you want to win this game <laughs> yeah, that we call winning <laughs> listening to this and like how does this relate to winning oh there it is <laughs> That's, that, is, that is my incredibly charitable interpretation of what the fuck I heard with skin you'll win means. Jesus. Yep. But, you know, he's not wrong. If that's, if, that's what, if that's what he's talking about, he's not wrong. No, no, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. So, so Gabe. So, Gabe. Uh, I have a game. <laughs> what's this, I have a game for you. What's this game you got for me? I got a game, and it's called Which Great Poet of the Western Canon Wrote This? Oh jeez. And then colon shant or someone else. <laughs> Did you find some of his live journal stuff? So, I well, I I've, I've I've gone through and I've picked picked through some of my favorite uh shant lyrics and poetics, you know, uh things that shant has written. And also I've gone through some other, you know, great famous poets of the of the western canon. Okay. And I'm gonna just I'm gonna just read something, and you tell me. You have two options, and I don't play the tricky game that you play with. Uh, <laughs> Where's the false? Uh, <laughs> ACDC or Guns N' Roses or whatever. Uh, hey, that had a point. There was a point to that to that uh, that deception. But continue. <laughs> I understand that you're bitter about it. I understand you're bitter. Continue. So the the first one here. Okay. So the game is Shant or someone else. And number one, you were giving those cancerous answers, scandalous dance, a second glance, a second chance at romance. Now, is that Shant or someone else? That's Shant. That's absolutely. That is Shant. You are correct. That is Shant. (laughs) 
Because I don't even know what Cancerous any of that shit answers. means. Cancerous scandalous dance, a second glance, a second chance at romance. That is just like putting. That is just putting a bunch of shit together that kind of rhymes and yep. hoping that nobody will look any deeper. All right, all right. I think okay. All right. I'm one for number one. Two. I like this. Yeah. Number two. And these words shall then become like oppression's thundered doom, ringing through each heart and brain, heard again, again, again. Rise like lions after slumber in unvanquishable number. Shake your chains to earth like dew, which in sleep had fallen on you. Ye are many, they are few. Is that Shant or someone else? That is someone else. That is, in fact, someone else. That is Percy B. Shelley from The Mask of Anarchy. Okay. Two for two, Gabe. Two for two. Two. I mean, I just no. I mean, I'm gonna say it was a little bit easy. I wasn't expecting. Sh- I mean, I wouldn't put it past Shant to say ye, but uh, <laughs> ye is the, is the thing that gave it away. That was the thing that gave it away. Not like the actual like shit that makes sense and is says something, but whatever. <laughs> it's ye. All right. Uh, let's see. Number three. All right. Medically speaking, you're adorable. And from what I hear, <laughs> you're quite affordable. <laughs> Is there more? Yeah, that's it. That's like that's, it. that's that's Shant. That um, is in fact although, Shant. You know, although you know that was that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. I'm three All for right. three. I'm feeling pretty three good. Three for three. Here it comes. Here it comes. You ready for this one? All right. I'm ready. Hit me. The naming of cats is a difficult matter. It isn't just one of your holiday games. You may think, as first, I'm as mad as a hatter when I tell you a cat must have three different names. That sounds like some William Carlos Williams type shit. Uh, it's, it, it is not William Carlos Williams, but, but I'll tell you who Shant. else it is not. It's <laughs> Shant, so you win that one. <laughs> that is uh, T.S. Eliot, the naming of cats. T.S. Eliot, all right, all right. They were contemporaries. Yep. All right. Uh, next one here. Uh, All right. So the bartender who tends to pretend he's concerned says, girly, girly, you're at your best when you're sober. And she slurs, no, no, just one more. And one turns into four. The fourth drink instinct is taking over. And the gentleman is leading her towards the door. Hmm. I'm going to say that's some shant type shit. That is actually, uh, yeah. That's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Shant. I'm gonna go with Shant. All right, uh, that is correct. That was all Shant. right. <clears throat> that is like that is okay. That is the most like coherent lyric that you've given me from Shant. Yes. Most, of, most of them just don't make any fucking sense. Like that is like the closest he has to something that like actually makes sense, and <laughs> it's not good. But like, I think that's the problem. Is he he did he he showed me he didn't necessarily tell me for once. Yeah, it's the it's the best of the Shant lyrics by far. <laughs> All right, next one, next one, ready? Um, uh, hit me. Drink not the third glass, which thou canst not tame, when once it is within thee. But before mayest rule it as thou list, and pour the shame which it would pour on thee upon the floor. That's that's someone else. That's not Shant. That is not Shant. That is uh. 16th century metaphysical poet George Herbert <laughs> from yeah. the church porch. All right, George Herbert writing shit that slaps uh, way before Shant. Yep. So, all right, 
This will be. This is the second to last one. You ready? Second to last one. I'm ready. I'm, I think I'm like five for five or six for six right now. It's something I don't even know. I don't know. Some amount. You trained these lips when they were champs, and now they're itching for a comeback. So come back. <laughs> It's a shame that your claim to fame hangs on someone else's name, so come back. Such a task, and this is such a blast, and such a task, and such a task, and this, such a blast, and all that jazz. I swear to God, this is like, if this isn't Shant, I want to be like, what What kind of like, if, if mid, mid-century poet is just fucking with us, <laughs> like... Cause that, that's that's if that that's that's Shant, right? That is Shant. That All is right. correct. That is Shant. <laughs> Jesus, I was be like, I mean, the, the thing the thing is like, here's the deal about Shant's poem poems poets po- poetry. I don't know. It's not, yep. They're not poems. Yep. They're not poetry. He thinks they are, but whatever. Is like I could see somebody fucking with you, or you know, writing something kind of weird and putting it out there. But yeah, it's just, that's just that shit's terrible. Yeah. Well, one thing that will always give it away is if he's talking about someone's lips or he's talking about, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, something like like if he calls someone girly girly or something like yeah. that. Like if he use diminutives yeah, a, for women, this is shant. We're in shant territory. Yeah, that's a dead giveaway. All right, last one. Ready? All right, last one. I'm ready. Hit me with it. Are you just going to, like, you just right, going to some of the it. cursor curves back to me? All right, ready, ready, ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Welcome to the jungle. We take it day by day. If you want it, you're going to bleed, but it's the price to pay. And you're a very sexy girl. Very hard to please. You can taste the bright lights, but you won't get there for free. <laughs> that is that is Axl Rose. That is that is Guns N' Roses. That, yeah, it's Guns N' Roses. That is Axl Rose singing uh, basically, you know, cash, grass, or ass um, in a much but not – not much more eloquent, but in a different manner. <laughs> yep. Yeah, damn. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's funny. <laughs> you got me. Tried to get you with the Guns N' Roses at the end there. So the, I think that's the uh, bit is every time we do this, is it this or is it that? It's just Guns N' Roses always makes Adding a Guns N' Roses references, yeah. <laughs> All right, so it. now I think, I think, you know, we've played the game. We know that Shant is a piece of shit as a human and as a poet. Mm-hmm. Um... Couldn't agree but does more. This song, does this song slap? Fuck no. No, not at all. Absolutely not. not. No, this song does not slap at all. Next time on Does It Slap, we'll be talking about Gone by Charlie XCX and Christine and the Queens. You can find Does It Slap on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, shit, just about everywhere. Did you like what you just heard? Well, share it with someone, just one other person who might also like this episode. Word of mouth is still the best way for us to bring leftist music commentary and criticism to as many people as we possibly can. We'll even consider it your praxis for the day. Follow us on Twitter at DoesItSlapPod. Our theme music is provided by the patron saints of Slap, New Junk City. Find a link to their band camp down in the episode description. Our cover art is done by Jeremy Hammond. Find him on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Boom. And we're out.